Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. It's me, it's Dave, it's Glyn. We're here again. <laughs> it's uh, We've gone past the 50th episode. You've heard all about that. This week... It's, it's a different. different kind of episode. It's a very yeah. different episode. Now, normally, we um, we like to have a bit of a chit-chat, which we know annoys some people, one person in particular. Yeah. Uh, We're going to get T-shirts done with that. Yeah, I'm, we like we're to chit-chat. Getting chit-chat somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but also, we have the interviews. Now, this episode is an interview, but it's kind of done with a different purpose. And the reason for that is this. With the Christmas coming up, New Year, me and Dave have been talking about what he wants to kind of do, one thing in particular during 2019, and that is to improve his photography. Because he's got the kit, he's got a mate who's a photographer, he's got lots of friends who are photographers. And I know, because he tells me regularly, that it's driving him nuts that he doesn't know more than what he does when it comes to yeah. photography. So it's just sitting there, this Nikon D300S, gathering dust. So Dave's goal is to improve his photography over 2019. I've set him a goal of taking my headshot, my new headshot, going into 2020. Dave needs to take that. I want him to do it. So you've got Alan Hess's new book. Yes. The Make Great yeah. Photos. And I said to Alan, because the, the danger is with me and books, is you kind of collect books, but you don't read books. Mm-hmm. And when Alan was setting out to write the book, I was the guinea pig. He was kind of, I want to write a book that can make you a photographer. Okay. I, I said, I accept your challenge, Alan. All right, cool. If anyone can, you can. That's it. So we've got his book, Make Great Photos. I can make, the good thing about the book is I can make notes in it as I go. Yes. Yeah. There are pages to make notes, which is one of the good things about it. Cool. And well, the thing about the book as well is because obviously Alan goes into, uh, he goes through the basics. So you're gonna, you're going to understand. You're actually going to have that. We'll be able to talk the same language, Dave, by yeah, the time you finish that book. So he talks about exposure, composition, and all that technical kind of stuff. Alan talks about photographing things that you're going to do on a day to day basis, like uh, events, people. Uh, when you're like at functions, all those kind of experiences that you'll have and you'll have your camera with you. He talks about the challenges that you'll face, but then he also says, this is how you can overcome them. So you're going to learn a lot from the book. You know already, because you've got one, that you want to use Flash. So the obvious question that you kind of posed to me was, well, what else do I need if I'm going to use the Flash? And you've seen me over the years using umbrellas, octoboxes, yes. strip boxes, beauty dishes, you name it. And it's like, what the hell do I need? So we were kind of having a conversation. I was trying to explain to them. I thought, I'll tell you what, why don't we make this an episode? Let's get somebody in who is involved in that industry. So straight away, we thought of Brandon. Uh, Brandon, this is Brandon, for those of you who don't know. He Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by the Westcott Rapid Box Switch. Isn't it time you made the switch? Do it today at www.fjwestcott.com backslash switch. So that's Brandon. Okay, Brandon works at Westcott, has for a number of years now. He's obviously working for a company that, that make this stuff. So I spoke to Brandon and said, would you come on the podcast? And he kind of said, I will, but let's not make it a kind of Westcott episode. And I said, good, because all I want to do is I want to get you to answer questions for Dave. So I asked Brandon uh, just to talk about the difference in modifiers. So this is going to be useful for anybody who's into photography and doesn't quite get all what the modifiers do. So Brandon explains the benefits of using an umbrella. 
If you're using an umbrella, why would you go and get a softbox? If you're using a square softbox, why on earth would you use an octa? Yeah. What the hell is a deep octa? And so on and so on and so on. So it's only like a 30-minute chat that I had with Brandon, but he does a fantastic job explaining the yeah. benefits and, uh, and, and kind of disadvantages of using one kind of modifier compared to another. And the great thing about this is, this is this is the the idea behind this is to prevent people going out and just buying stuff for the sake of buying it, because one thing that me and Brandon talk about is only getting a new piece of kit, i.e., a modifier, when you know the limitations of the one you've already got, because then when you know the limitations, you know then why you're getting the next modifier. Yeah, which you kind of said what Zach Arias used to say about cameras is. Don't buy a new camera because there's a new camera. Mm -hmm. Buy a new camera when you've outgrown your old camera. You know everything about it and you know its limitations. Now, for me, I'm a blank canvas. I have got some knowledge. I know when I'm at the photography show, I, I, I take part in conversations about photography and it feels really weird that I've kind of... It's not until you're talking to someone you realize how much knowledge you've absorbed, Mm -hmm. but I've no experience. And I feel a bit of a faker. So this year, because my daughter plays football, uh, my other daughter started doing more creative things, we're, we're getting out and about more. I feel bad that I don't take my camera with me because I'm thinking, oh, I don't understand light. I don't get the F-stop relationship with uh, exposure and shutter speed and all that. So the good thing with knowing that everyone says light, light is the key factor. And sometimes when you haven't got it, you need something to give you it. What's good about the, the, what Brandon's about to tell us that was useful is I at least now understand what those things mean. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I'm going to do is with the umbrella, mm-hmm. which he talks about, is I'm going to learn your invisible black background. Cool. Okay. So I think yeah, we'll, we'll kind of we'll play that um, we'll play that chat now. But yeah. obviously, you you've kind of heard that you know you're going to take the pretty much the same route that I did, which is using yeah. an umbrella, shoot through umbrella that you can also put a cover on, and you can kind of have the umbrella nice and big for a big light source, or you can close it down and use that peg. I'm laughing already because I know the word that's yeah. coming into my head is because I laughed when I was talking to Brandon. Is that you can put the peg on the umbrella shaft to make it a big <laughs> umbrella or a small umbrella. Um, whatever floats your boat, whatever mate. <laughs> floats your boat. But it's a great it's a great chat with Brandon. Um, and I just thought it would be better for him to explain it rather than me hear it from somebody else, somebody that really is embedded in that kind of whole yeah. modifier manufacturing industry. So let's play that now. All right, so we've got Brandon with us, Brandon Heist from Westcott. Brandon's the guy that we're going to kind of have a bit of a chat about with regards to modifiers because there's so many different modifiers we can get out there. There's octas, there's umbrellas, there's deep octas, there's also different kind of lighting, flash, continuous, whatever. All right, so I thought rather than me trying to explain it to Dave, let's get Brandon to do it. So Brandon, first of all, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy to be here. Now, before we kick off, just um, we do this with everybody. Just give us an overview of, of who you are and you know who is Brandon Heiss. Yeah, so I'm Brandon Heiss, as you just said. I have been working with Westcott for six years now. Um, my past actually came from higher education, so I taught at a local university uh, for about five years, and my undergrad was actually in photography. So, you know, photography has always been a passion of mine. Um, I shoot a lot of portrait photography, families. I did some weddings, but I don't dare go near a wedding unless... Me too, yeah. (laughs) Unless I'm an attendee now. Um, But, you know, I really love portraiture. And with portraiture, 
you know, I think it's really important to know lighting and no light modifiers. And so it's, it's a good fit. And, and my other photography friends are often jealous that, you know, when I go out on a shoot and I, I say, well, what, what kind of gear do I want to use today? I just have to walk up and down the aisles. Yeah. You got the pick of the, pick of the shelves there. I don't have to worry about being out of (laughs) stock or back order. You know, I just, yeah, no, it's a joke, but, but it is nice that I do get to play a lot. I, I literally just did a shoot uh, two days ago and I just wanted to try something new and, and my friends, you know, who I'll photograph, uh, occasionally they, they understand that, you know, they have to get through me just playing around with new modifiers. Yeah. Um, and that's part of, part of their session. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I love, you know, still shooting. Um, and, uh, I don't really, the rest of my life isn't very interesting. So just, <laughs> I'm no Peter Hurley. I'm no Joel Grimes. I'm oh, no you Scott name dropper. You yeah. name dropper. <laughs> Getting get back to the photography side of it, I, obviously I, I knew that you also were, you know, seriously into photography. And what you say there about experimenting with all the different modifiers, that's what the, the fun part is, isn't it? We, we were kind of saying before we started recording here that I've just literally just come back from Wales. I've been in Wales this past weekend with some friends. And it is unbelievable the boost that that gives you when you're out doing photography just with like-minded friends when there's no agenda, there's no client, you've just got a bunch of kit and you think, right, let's have a play. And all of us, I mean, there was four of us in total, we've all literally said at the end of it because we went out for a meal afterwards, how much more, uh, for want of a phrase, fired up we are motivated inspired because yeah because it can be a kind of lonely world really this photography stuff and unless you kind of break away from the work side of it and have the fun it just it's not a good place to be so i really i really enjoyed it this weekend well that's that's why a lot of people that i know they they do so many personal projects i think it kind of helps break up that stress of i've got to you know meet this deadline with a client or you know, I've got to go shoot a wedding and, you know, you've got four people breathing down your necks at, at the wedding. And, yeah. you know, it's just fun to do it on your own pace, playing with different modifiers, maybe that you normally wouldn't use in your normal workflow. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that's so much fun. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I noticed, you know, we, we had this chat at the photography show last year, um, in Birmingham and, uh, you know, it's like when you're at a show like that, you can play, you can try different things. The stress level isn't the same as if you're yeah. on, a, on a working job. So, That's yeah, right. it's fun. Well, I, I guess if there's anybody who can talk about modifiers, it's going to be you. All right. Okay. Obviously, because uh, <laughs> obviously being, being from Westcott, you've got all the different modifiers and whatever. So that's what I thought we'd have a bit of a chat about, really. Rather than me trying to explain it, I think coming from someone like yourself who's actually, you know, deeply involved with the company that actually creates this stuff, because there are so many choices, and I think for anybody, not just starting out, but somebody who's actually been doing it for a while, sometimes it can be a bit of a, a minefield saying, well, what what am I going to use? I, I tend to, I know what I like to use. And when I'm going to try something different, that's because I'm pushing myself to try and do a different look. But generally, day to day, I know what kind of kit I like to use. But I started off with an umbrella, all right? So umbrellas was, was where I kind of moved from. Now, I know why I moved from an umbrella to using modify, other, other modifiers like octas and stuff like that. But why, why would you say, if somebody's using an umbrella, what are the advantages of maybe going to something like, let's just say uh, an octa. What's the advantage of going to something like that? Well, first, your, your path is, is very similar to many. Uh, a lot of people do start with just a, an umbrella. Uh, and probably the number one reason, well, there's two reasons. The number one, though, I would say would be cost. You know, yeah. I think if people are saying, 
well, I know I need to, you know, get involved with lighting and I need to start, you know, working with flash or continuous light. But I really, I don't know if I'm going to A, love the results and B, be able to do it well. You know, there's that intimidation factor. So why not go with something that is very affordable and that would be an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you asked about what does an umbrella do? An umbrella is probably the most forgiving type of light. And when I say that, I mean, it's hard to miss. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, when you look at an umbrella, especially a shoot through umbrella where you're pushing the light through, you know, it's a diffusion material and you're pushing yeah. the light through that diffusion material that light is going 180 degrees in every direction, okay? North, south, east, west, you've got 100 degrees of spread. Yeah. And so it's, you can be, you know, a foot off or a meter off and it's very forgiving. You know, you don't have to be so precise. Whereas a softbox or an octa or whatever, that's when you have to be a little bit more in control of your light and know that, you know, a couple inches may make a difference uh, yeah. in in how your your light hits your subject. So very very normal to start with an umbrella. Um, I would say the next step could even be a reflective umbrella because that's a little bit of a tighter yeah. um, you know path of light. And then you know a softbox though a lot of pros you'll see using softboxes because they are very precise in how they light and mm-hmm. the control of their light and the spread of their light. Um, is really important to them. So uh, that I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've you know, we we know that with modifiers like say the uh, I talk about octas because that's generally what I use is an octa. Um, you you have the the light obviously that you use goes into the back of it. Then you have generally that inner layer of diffusion to soften it to make that light source bigger. Then you've got the outer layer again, which makes it nice and soft. So that's generally, I mean, it's the whole principle of like the closer the light is, the bigger it is, the softer it is, right? That's correct. But In relation to your subject. In relation to your subject. But, and here's here's a question some people kind of throw towards me. Why would I choose to use an octa as opposed to something like a square softbox? Now, I know the answer, but I'm going, why, why would what would you say the reason is? Um, because we're photographers and we're picky. Let me tell you a funny, <laughs> let me tell you a funny story. I, I literally, I got the privilege of being on the grid with Scott Kelby, mm-hmm. who was a mutual friend of ours. And I, I think this was live when this was happening and we got into this exact question. And I said, uh, well, if I'm shooting, you know, outdoors, I like to use an Octa because maybe it mimics the sun. And, you know, if I'm shooting indoors, maybe I want to use a square because it it may simulate a window light. And I told that to Scott and he literally just stopped. He stared at me. He said, Brandon, the only people that care about this are photographers. The client (laughs) just wants to look good. And he's absolutely right. It is a catch light thing. I I prefer a round catch light on a round eye. I think yeah. it looks nicer. I would agree with you. The, yeah. the shoot I just did two days ago, I was working with Octas. Yeah. Uh, it's generally my go-to type of light when I'm doing a portrait. Um, however, there are things like product that, you know, it might not look good. You know, if you're photographing a bottle of wine or something that maybe you want to use something that more mimics the shape of the bottle. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's different, and I'm not a product photographer by any means, no, I mean, but no, I know that a lot of uh, photographers, based on what they're photographing, 
uh, will determine the shape of their modifier. Okay. So, all right. So we also see the fact that there are, um, and it's generally the octas, you get the deep octas. Okay. Now, what? why would somebody want to go for the regular depth of an octa uh, and then move on to something like the deep octa? I don't know. Would that would that kind of cover the ones like on the Westcott brand uh, branding? That would that would that be the something like the Zeppelin? That's a really deep octa there. Would that be that kind of thing we're talking about? I guess it is, and it's also how how much throw the the light can can provide. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of answers to that, Glenn. The, some of the answers are just space saving. I mean, if you have a small studio, you can't really have a huge octa. Yeah. And and I would say the results are very minimal to be quite honest with you uh, from a, from a really deep to a um, more shallow. Another thing that that could be affected by going from a shallow to a deep is the light spread. Now, when you look at how, how much spread the front diffusion panel has, ideally you want that light to fill up that entire Mm -hmm. spread of that front diffusion. You know, so if you underexpose your shot and you take a photo point it, point your camera right at the light source, right at the, the diffusion face, it should ideally spread evenly across that entire modifier. If it doesn't, well, you're you're what's the point of having such a big modifier in your studio? Yeah, yeah. You could get by with something half the size. Yeah. So that's important. And a lot of people don't realize that. They think, okay, well I put my light inside this modifier, I photograph it, you know, my subject and and I get the results that I get. But if you really want to be particular, your light should spread evenly across that entire diffusion front. So that's another one. You know, something like the Zeppelin, that's kind of a different type of modifier. That's a deep parabolic. And deep parabolics are actually intended to be shot reflective as opposed Mm. to mounted from the the backside. Well, Well, there's a word. There's a word because <laughs> I know when I kind of got get this to to Dave, parabolic. How would you explain parabolic if you were now sat in front of Dave? So a parabolic umbrella is probably you have a, an umbrella that you have the most control from. Um, and what I mean by that is you can actually get a tight beam of light. It won't you know resemble a snoot per se um, or a really tight beam, but it, it's a much tighter um, you know spread of light then if you pull the light source back farther, it's actually a broader spread of light. So that's th- that's what a, a parabolic umbrella will do for you. It actually can give you a couple different looks using just one modifier, mm-hmm. uh, which is unique because sometimes you only want to use you know, one or two modifiers and you can get the, uh, the most out of a parabolic umbrella versus just a softbox. A softbox just fills the entire face of the diffusion and it's soft light, whereas yeah. a parabolic can give you really tight light or really broad light or or something in between. There's a lot of choice out there, isn't there? There probably and now, you know how I said lighting can be intimidating. That's that's probably the reason why. There's so many manufacturers and there's so many different styles and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to what's going to provide you know, beautiful quality of light. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's also important to look at things that set up fast and that are portable and that sort of thing. That That's kind of the way I'm going now because it's at the moment, until we move to Wales, which uh, should be mid-2019 when we move, 
we're then going to have the studio like an outbuilding when we move to so i'm really looking forward to that luxury but at the moment i did have a studio but then i stopped it so now i'm kind of like portable and i will set up i'll hire studio spaces or even village halls and stuff like that because i know so many times people feel like they're intimidated to go into a studio Mm-hmm. when really a studio is just a room that's all it is you can just set up this kit without hardly any kind of foot space really and make it look like you're in a studio when you but control I, your light too yeah. wouldn't it be great to go grab that ball of sun and just position it wherever you want <laughs> exactly that's what everybody's yeah. like i'm intimidated i'm like do you shoot outdoors well yeah well how about this how about you have control of what your light looks like whether it's yeah. harsh or whether it's soft the direction it comes from that's why you shoot in a studio. And that's what's so exciting when people get that, when they see that aha moment yeah. and they can understand light and that they actually have control and it's not up to the sun anymore. I, I, I was just say, it's funny that you said earlier on about the, the, the shape of the, um, the modifier being if you're outside, you might want to use an octa because you can mimic the look of the sun, that shape. If you're indoors using a window, then you'd probably use the square one because it mimics that look. When I was kind of like, um, I mean, we're, doing, we're starting to do some more kind of training days and workshops next year. But when I was doing them before, I would kind of like, it was amazing how much you could make somebody go, ah, and you'd see that little light bulb moment go on. When you say, right, this square softbox here, that is now, we're in this room now, that's the window. Mm-hmm. So just stand near it. Where would you want to be? If you, had, In fact, I'd take them over to a window and I'd say, right, take a natural light portrait against that. Where would you position them? Where does it look best? And they'd move people around and they'd go, oh, that looks good. Right now, imagine it's dark outside, for example. We're now going to have our own window. You're going to position them in the same place and you can experiment with it. So that seemed exactly. to really kind of make that little light bulb moment go on as well. You mentioned as well about the umbrellas. I loved using my umbrella, but I, I broke so many of them because I would just go and get some that you know eBay ones when I first started out. And I'd go outside and no sooner would somebody cough and there's a little bit of wind in the air, the, the umbrella would turn inside out and that would be wrecked. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But yeah. I used to, I always used to carry around with um, like a little clothes peg with these rubber kind of, uh, you know, whether the bit of the peg would normally grip. <laughs> that can go onto the actual shaft of the umbrella and you can close it down. rather Because a lot of people think seem to think that you just have to open it till it clicks and it's fully open, isn't it? But I used to just unclip it and put a, a peg on the shaft and let it close down a little bit, and you could control yep. how wide that kind of thing is. So that's what I did before I then started to get get the uh, you know the octas and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, we call that a poor man's softbox. <laughs> I was, I really I was. <laughs> at the we've time. all been there, Glenn. Don't worry. <laughs> but I remember when I, when I first started out. Really, when it comes to getting kit. I think we're all guilty of it. It's just something that comes with being photographers, isn't it? That mm-hmm. you see, you're, you're tempted by all this different stuff that you want to get because it makes promises of this will change your photography. But I was always told that you only ever really want to get a new bit of kit, a new modifier, when you fully under, understand and know the limits of what you can do with what you've already got. Mm-hmm. Because then when you know that you've reached the limits of it, when you go and get another bit of kit, you're going to get your money's worth. And I suppose looking at it from say, for example, Westcott, as an example, if you've got somebody using your kit, you want them to be at that stage where they're going to get the most use out of it, don't you? Rather than just use getting it and then just not really using it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, 
you and I actually you taught me this phrase and I use it all the time buy buy cheap buy twice uh, <laughs> ever since the photography show last year I think I've said that maybe a hundred times over here in the states uh, sometimes people look at me like what is he talking about but it yeah. makes total total sense uh, you buy the gear one that you're comfortable with yeah. on your comfort level and two that you really want to perfect a look I know that a lot of photographers go back to the same kind of look you know maybe it's your trademark maybe that's why people hire you for a job is because mm -hmm. you have a certain look and i think a lot of people just want something that's dependable and that's going to last a long time and you know i think uh, whether that be an umbrella or a softbox or a parabolic umbrella or anything uh, mm. and that same goes for other gear for backgrounds same yeah, goes yeah. for you know you just want to buy something that you you know is is not going to break when you pull it out of the bag. But but also uh, the fact that a lot of people are they are mobile these days, aren't they? A lot of people are kind of going from you know not only near to where they live, but traveling as well with kit. We want something that's going on the train, absolutely traveling yeah. by air. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. once something I know for me what I want to I want to know that when I've got something with me, I can collapse it down quickly when I go and set up. I can make I can get it up quickly mm -hmm. because no matter how often you do this there are always those stresses when you're going on a photo shoot you want to make sure everything's right the last thing you want is your kit going belly up when you're trying to get all set up isn't it really so exactly yeah and time is money i mean you want to be fiddling around in front of your clients and they're saying does this guy know what he's doing does this <laughs> lady know what she's doing i mean yeah. that's i think we all i still have that fear i mean i've been i've been photographing probably let's see 15 years now yeah and I still get nervous, Glenn. Even in front of my friends and family, I'm like, I I don't want to be fiddling around. I want to just yeah. be be a pro. I mean, that's what I I, I call myself. So I, I need to act like it. So. But that confidence when you're doing the shoot comes from well, I, I, another phrase I have is is something that's it's fit for purpose. What I use is fit for purpose. I don't just go and get anything willy nilly because people are telling me this is the latest and greatest or whatever. If it works for me and it does what it's supposed to do, then I'm happy. The cameras, I have changed brands uh, of camera, Brandon, three times. I have spent so much money on cameras, and I've always I've gone the long way round. I've I've gone from I started off with Nikon, I then moved to Canon, and now I'm at Sony. And each time I've had to go and reinvest in all the lenses. So that's the expensive side of it. But the lighting, I've generally stayed on the same route because pretty much when it comes to the actual flashes that I'm using light is light i know that i've got a good brand that's fit for purpose and doesn't let me down and with modifiers now obviously you know people who follow this podcast they'll know that uh I, i'm i'm now one of your westcott top pros which i'm i am You're part of our family now part yeah. of the family and i'm really chuffed <laughs> to bits but I've, i was using the stuff before i, I had westcott yeah. stuff before but for me as somebody who's portable what i like there's the uh the, the rapid box which i absolutely love works well mm -hmm. for me because ordinarily if i was out on location and sometimes it rains over here. We do get a bit of rain, and I'm trying to set up, and it's a bit wet on the floor. I'd have to put my modifier on the floor and spread it all out to try and get it all set up, whereas now with this rapid box, which is what suits for me, I can actually yeah. set up a big octa without putting it on the floor and just snapping it open, and that's it, job done. So yeah. for me, that's fit for purpose. That's my, that's my favorite as well. And I'll tell you a story. I just talked about the shoot I did two days ago. This is real life, not for this. I didn't you know, anticipate this podcast coming up. I had my strobe. I wanted to use a strobe. I was doing a family. I, you know, I had my strobe out. It was broken. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> That's not what I, you want. I was I was sitting here and I, here I am just doing what I said I don't like to do is fiddle around in front of in front of clients. So I go, okay. Well, I have a backup. I have a speed light. I'm the, I'm shooting indoors. I don't really use speed lights indoors, but I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't have that rapid box switch where I could change from a Bowens mount yeah, to yeah, a speed light yeah. mount, I would have probably been stuck with an umbrella. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the beauty of that rapid box switch. And I love that rapid box switch. I'm not making this a commercial. I just love the rapid box. No, no, switch. no. We, we've we've kind yeah. of said that, that that's not the intention of this at all. It's literally just to kind of get through to Dave to say, look, this is a kit. I would imagine, in fact, I think Dave has got a speed light. Dave's, you know, Dave's starting out. He just wants to take some good pictures of his kids and stuff like that. He's not going to want to mm-hmm. go and invest in big studio lights. Sure. But, but I'm now, I am using speed lights more often because I've got that anytime, anywhere kit which I was doing these portraits. So now I use uh, the small, um, the beauty dish, the rapid box, mm-hmm. which beauty dish that folds down really small. I've got my Sony a 6,500, which is my kind of camera that I throw into a, like an anytime, anywhere bag. It's not my work camera. It's just one that I use. And I've got a little, uh, I've got a speed light and that, that is my anywhere kit, which is generally always in the car for those moments. One light. Camera, exactly. Exactly. Lens. Yeah. yeah. You can do a lot with one light. That's another, that's another uh I think a lot of people think, oh, I need to do two or three lights. Yeah. I try to pull out one light as much as I can. I mean, use 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 the sun as a hair light. That's that's something that I do often to try to, you know, that's my second light. It's yeah. it's the sun. And a and lot of free. people it's free. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is I can't reach up and grab it and move it along. So <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, I, I think that pretty much covers it. I think that's 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 definitely food for thought for Dave. I'm going to recommend an umbrella first of all. An umbrella, and so that's he so he knows the the every little bit about it. Then he can move on. But uh, Brandon, I know what what time is it where you are now? It's, I'm recording this about half past eight in the evening. So what time it's is it there now? Three thirty. Three thirty Eastern bad. time. Yeah. All right. So you have still got the rest of the day to go then. I've got only yeah. I've got to go pick my daughter up in an hour. I've got parent teacher conference tonight. All right. Cool. Yeah, I gotta go see how uh, how much trouble my kindergartner has been getting in. <laughs> She's not coloring between the lines. Oh no! Yeah, it's just terrible news. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, I'll let you crack on. But listen, thanks so much for your time. So, actually, Brandon, before you go, before you go, because although this is like a little segment, you are a guest, and we do something with every single guest, and that is the loves and the loathes. All right. Let's, All right. Let me so, have- if if I had to ask you now. What do you love about it? Can be photography, the industry, whatever. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Probably just meeting just people, meeting all the different backgrounds of people, where they're at in their photography career, whether it be just starting or they've been, you know, shooting for forty years. It's it's great to hear stories and and uh, I, I'm a people person, so I like hearing that. And getting to call people like Peter Hurley and Joel Grimes friends, blah blah blah, name drop. <laughs> that's 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 a perk too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So on the flip side of that, and this isn't a negative in any way. It's kind of asking you what you we say loathe, but it's more a case of what don't you like so much? What would you change in the industry? I think the misconception on lighting. To be quite honest, I think people view it as an intimidating thing, but if you got an umbrella. And a flash, it doesn't matter if it's a high-end strobe or, you know, a little speed light, you will get that aha moment so quickly. I can almost guarantee you that. And it will change how you photograph the rest of your life. You will never want to use available light or natural light again. 
take that small little step and get a speed light or any you know strobe and an umbrella and you will never want to go back so the misconception <laughs> about oh lighting's difficult oh lighting is hard you know um you know that's what i would change and that's what i really it's hard in this industry because you could have the same camera the same lens as everybody you know around you but if one person's using light and the other's not the person you using light that's their secret sauce and they will be able to i think outperform the person using available light you know, yeah yeah so i suppose that they've got week. they've got complete control of how their pictures are going to look correct they've done it so many times they could do it with their eyes shut they know exactly what kit they're using where to place it and so on and so forth so then they get the best out of the people they're photographing by the way they communicate exactly no and so that's that's a biggie and and i truly stand behind that and um call me if i'm wrong um <laughs> and i'll be over at the photography show in march and come walk up to me and say you're wrong but i i promise you it's it, I'll, I'll show you how to do it in person at the photography show well, we'll have go. a crack at it there you go you heard it here first <laughs> brandon thank you so much appreciate you having me Glenn uh, it's been a pleasure you're more than welcome I'll speak to you soon but uh, definitely be seeing you in January sounds good thanks cheers. Glenn cheers now alright so that was just a quick 30 minute chat Dave are you still happy you're going to be going the umbrella route yes I am <laughs> yeah because the only time I thought you'd need an umbrella is when it's raining while you're shooting mm. now I, ha I have obviously seen you shoot I have seen some of the equipment I don't I've never always necessarily understood why something was round and something was square, why something was high and something was at the side. But knowing where you should start, what Brandon has said there is really useful because it's logical. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, you know, light, you, you are making light behave and you need the right kind of thing for it. So, yes, absolutely. I'm going to borrow an umbrella from you. I'm going to learn how to use that and then based on what Brandon has said, is going through the different variations of equipment. I will learn as I go at my pace, but obviously the end goal will be whatever I've learned, your headshot, the end of 2019. It may look like it was taken by, by a guy with a camera on the back of a galloping horse on cobblestones, <laughs> but... <laughs> okay, so my commitment to you then is, and you better work hard on this. No matter how it yeah. turns out, I will use that headshot in 2020. Oh, oh God. Oh. All right, okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Mobile phone pictures not accepted. All right. Yeah, no. This is going to be good. So if you if you just listen to that episode and all that advice from Brandon and you are getting some camera gear at Christmas, then let's do this together. You know, I'm going to be documenting some of the progress I make and we might put up some videos and a couple of episodes we'll talk about. Glenn's going to do some spot quizzes on me as well. Um, after maybe a couple of months, I'm going to get Glenn to ask me some questions without any prompting mm -hmm. and I have to explain explain the answer, the thing that I've learned. But, you know, let's do it together. And there's a lot of photographers out there who, you know, maybe don't get out as much as they do or are intimidate, intimidated by gear. Um even if you do giggle at the word shaft, <laughs> let's get out and get get some gear and let's get trying and practice and become become a better photographer. Cool. So on those wise words, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll see you again soon. <laughs> bye bye.